Welcome to Schweitzer Church. We're so glad you're joining us for worship today. I'm Sheila and I'll be your host for this online worship experience. If this is your first time joining us, we want to give you a very special welcome. If you'll check in with us online, we'll send out a gift card for coffee this coming week. Today we're continuing in the series about the Sermon on the Mount. Pastor Jason has a very meaningful message coming up for us in just a few moments. I want to remind you that you'll find sermon discussion questions and notes online at schweitzer.church next. And now, here's Jen with our announcements. Welcome to Schweitzer. I'm Jen. So glad you're here today. This week we just had so much fun. We had our last blast of summer and we just celebrated big time on the parking lot. But we are not done. We have so many things coming up at Schweitzer. We want you to get connected and get involved. Uh, One thing coming up this week is our new relaunch of our young adult ministry. And this is for people in their 20s and early 30s. If you're one to connect with people in that age group, come hang out with us on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. in the Student Center. We'll be doing this every Tuesday at 7 p.m. So if you can't make this week, join us next week. Then on Wednesday night, we are starting up our Schweitzer Choir rehearsals. These are at 6.30 in Memorial Hall. And if you're a singer and want to join our choir, we'd love for you to be a part of that and join us this Wednesday and every Wednesday. And if you maybe don't love traditional music as much, but want to get involved in music, our modern team is always looking to grow our modern praise band or our tech team. These are both great ways you can get involved. Learn more about these opportunities at schweitzer.church next. And next Sunday... August 21st at 5 p.m. we're having our river baptisms and our picnic out at the Ozark City Park. If you're looking to get baptized or wanting to get baptized, please let us know today. Talk with a pastor or a staff member. Just let us know that you want to be part of that group that's getting baptized. And the great thing is anyone can come hang out with us. We are going to provide the hot dogs and the chips and some ice cream. We just want you to bring some sides and some things to share with some people around you. We'll have a great time hanging out at the park, enjoying music and celebrating baptisms together. So again, Again, that's 5 o'clock next Sunday on the 21st in Ozark. We hope to see you there. And as always, there's so much going on here at Schweitzer, and we'd love you to stay connected. Some ways you can do that is to head to our website, schweitzer.church. You can also download the Church Center app or sign up for our e-news. Those are all great ways you can just stay connected, find links to register for things, and know what's happening around the church. And thank you so much for joining us today. Let's continue with worship. Thanks, Jen, for those great announcements. I want to remind you that you can go online anytime at schweitzer.church/next to find out about those announcements and many more activities going on here at Schweitzer. We invite you to connect with us. If you're worshiping live with us today, we invite you to join in the chat. Say hello to your friends. Give us your insights. We'd love to hear from you. If you're in need of prayer, we have someone waiting for you in the prayer room. They would love to hear from you and they're ready to pray with you at any time. And now, let's continue in worship. When the best of me is barely breathing, when I'm not somebody I believe in, hold on to me. When I'm
As we come to this time of prayer, we want to remember to thank God for all of our blessings, but we also want to go to Him with our petitions. He is there for us at all times. Let's pray. God, we do thank you for who you are and the blessings that you have given to us. We know that our job is to share those blessings with others. And God, today especially, we want to pray for the gift of connection with you. We realize that worry is not a part of our lives unless we let it take over. So God, help us to bring our cares, our concerns to you instead of holding them for ourselves and worrying about things. We thank you that you are there for us, that you are ready to hear our concerns, and we pray that we might remember to share those with you. God, we pray for others in our community who are hurting, who are in need. And God, if we have a care today, we're gonna lay that at your feet. We're gonna let you take that, take that burden away from us, and we ask your peace and blessing as we continue to pray. God, again, we thank you that we can lay our worries and petitions at your feet. They don't have to burden us down any longer. And God, as we continue to pray, we want to pray the prayer that you taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we come to this time of offering, I wanna remind us all that we have so many things to be thankful for. There are great things happening here at Schweitzer Church. This past Thursday, we had the last blast of summer. This was a tremendous carnival style event for all ages. We had hot dogs, we had popcorn, we had games and inflatables, we had a car show. It was wonderful. And we wanna show you what you have done through your tithes and offerings.
Okay, wasn't that great? We want to thank you for all you do to make ministries like this happen at Schweitzer. We want to remind you that you can go online at schweitzer.church slash give. And we appreciate your support of ministries. And now, here's Pastor Jason with our message. Blessed are the meek, the poor in spirit, the peacemakers, the persecuted. Seek God's kingdom. Care for widows. Love your enemies. Turn the other cheek. Give. Pray. Fast. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Hello, and welcome to Worship from Schweitzer. I'm Pastor Jason. Glad you've joined us in worship today. Today, as we continue in our sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount, we are in week 12, and we're going to listen to Jesus as he talks to a group of people situated on the hillside in Galilee, and to us, he's going to talk to us, about one of humanity's favorite pastimes. That's not football or baseball or soccer or politics, but it's the act of worry and the anxiety that comes along with it. Now, as we hear Jesus speak to us about worry and really challenge us about not being people who worry or who are given to anxiety, some of us are going to be tempted not to worry, or we're going to add that do not worry to the top of the things that we worry about. Now, the good news that Jesus is bringing to all of those of us who listen is this. He's coming to set us free. He's coming to bring the kingdom of heaven to our midst. He's speaking about the kingdom that brings things like freedom and life and and true, genuine happiness. A kingdom that all of us are are invited to be a part of. And Jesus doesn't want us to add another thing to the top of the things that we worry about. He wants to bring true, genuine happiness and life to the places we live. And this is what we've been seeing him do. As we've been listening to the Sermon on the Mount, or maybe you haven't seen any of the other sermons, but maybe you'd like to go back through, Jesus has been talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And really he's been talking about what his Father does to those who will listen to him and and how the Father wants to relate to us as, as the people who he's inviting into the kingdom. Jesus has described the Father's work as as the work of the kingdom and how that work comes and it connects with our hearts. And just like a builder can go and take a home and, and recreate it, renovate it, so that whatever the home looks like, it could look like a majestic palace after a skilled builder comes along and reconfigures it. Jesus is describing what happens when the gospel touches our hearts. Jesus is saying, God desires to come alongside of us, walk with us, and do a work in our hearts that's transforming of how we encounter life, how we see life, how we encounter the world, and first and foremost, how we encounter God. He's invited us in some weeks past that we've listened to be people of trust, to be people who understand that the Father knows what we need, and the Father is trustworthy in all kinds of ways. He's talked to us about how we We can be people who tell the truth. And in fact, we don't have any need to be playing false, pretentious 
uh,ness or concealment about who we are, what we desire. We can be true with the Father. We can be true with one another. We're also invited to be people who love because the Father loves us. And so in acts of prayer, Jesus is described, we can be people who pray to the Father as he is uh, close to us, proximity to us. He's gentle with us. He's uh, somebody we can call Father. He loves us. He also talks to us about how forgiveness flows to us. And it just doesn't flow to us from God the Father, but it's something that we get to share with others around us. The kingdom, when it works in us, begins to reshape how we interact with all of all kinds of people around us, and it reshapes how we interact with the Father. And last week, we, we heard about how Jesus says, when the kingdom begins to reshape our hearts and minds, it reshapes how we think about treasures. And we don't necessarily store things up for future time here, uh, but we store things up and we begin to value things based upon their everlasting value and not their transient value. So today... With all of that that Jesus has been talking about, he's going to bring us to a place where he talks to us about the act of worry. Now, he just got done talking about uh, setting our hearts and minds, making sure where they're at, whether they're on things of everlasting value or of value that, that moths and rust can destroy. And so the next thing that he launches into is a word about worry and anxiety. And so here's where we, we find Jesus picking up. Matthew 6, 25. This is why I tell you, not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work to make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he'll certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what are we gonna eat? What are we gonna drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. So seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. As I listen to Jesus say those things, I don't know about you, but if I imagine myself sitting on the seashore and Jesus was talking about how we don't need to worry, I think I would have a, almost a meme, a bubble that would pop out over my head. Like, Jesus, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Like worry is something that we do on a frequent basis. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to generate it up. Worry is something that, that affects us all, that connects all of us in so with uh, connects with so, all of us in so many places. We find ourselves thinking about today. We find ourselves thinking about things that we've got to do tomorrow. We find ourselves thinking about people that are close to us. Um, the news, I mean, one of the, the lines about news is if it, if it bleeds, it leads. That's the story that's going to be. And all of that stuff that is happening in our world is, well, it's hard not to be at a place of worry. Now, some people would say that Jesus is simply saying, or he's joining some of the Stoics, like, yeah, bad stuff happens. Bad stuff happens in the world, so, so kind of deal with it. But Jesus isn't a Stoic. 
N.T. Wright, a commentator and a, a bishop in the Church of England, said, when you look at the, at the life of Jesus, we often find somebody who is happy. I mean, almost all of what Jesus presents to us is somebody who's happy with life. And so when Jesus comes alongside and he says, you don't need to be people who worry and are given to anxiety, uh, um, we need to take him seriously. We need to, to take him for real. Now, James Bryan Smith, another commentator, says, Jesus isn't cautioning us about being cautious. He's not speaking to that reality that there are things that we need to take care, uh, care of, that we need to be careful, and that we need to be prepared, that we need to be prudential. Just today, I was helping a bunch of, of young men, middle schoolers and some f- men who are going to be freshmen in our student ministry, do some cutting of wood and putting together of, of hexagons for a, a design, a, a stage design. And I was thinking about how they're at a great place and I was at a place like that when somebody came alongside and entrusted with, to me the capacity to use a saw. And they taught me how to use a saw. But you have to be careful around those things, right? But you can't be worried. Worry is what we do when we don't prepare people, when we're not planned, when, or we are, we're, we are planned and we are prepared. And we act properly, but then we continue to stew on it as if there's something more. And we, we don't think that there's ever enough that can be done to pr- be prepared. Jesus is saying, when you get to that place, You let joy be surrendered. You give over the happiness. You give over the trust that that you can have in the Lord. And he wants us to really trust in the Lord. Now, one of the things Jesus is doing here, as we go back into the text, Jesus mentions the essentials. He mentions food and water and clothing. The people that were listening to Jesus, these are the things that they would have been thinking about. These are the things that, that we don't necessarily think about because um, we get up and we, we turn on the lights and we turn on the, um, the faucet and water comes out. Many of us go to our refrigerators and there's food there. But we have other things and other things that dazzle us, other things that we give our minds to, other things that we think give us security or freedom and other things that if we're not careful, we begin to become anxious about. And if it's not the essentials or if it's not the stuff of today, Many of us will have other things that we worry about, like we'll worry about our vocations or we'll worry about our kids or parents or siblings. We'll worry about retirement. Um, I heard of, of an accountant recently who had thought about retiring and they had thought about retiring a few years ago, but decided not to retire a few years ago because they didn't think they had enough money to make it through retirement. And, and then um, they added a few million dollars to their portfolio and they looked at it again. They thought, I still don't have enough. The things we worry about, about tomorrow. Some of us, we are passionate about institutions or we're passionate about uh, things happening in, in, the, in the culture or we're passionate about what kinds of institutions and church life will be out there in the future. And so worry can afflict us in all kinds of places. But Jesus, in this text, is showing us the goodness of the, of the Father whether it's about the essential essentials like food, water, and clothing, or if it's things like what's going to become of the church, what's going to become of, of the place where our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids are going to grow up. It's about all those things. Jesus would point us back to how the Father cares about birds and flowers, what the Father's activity is. He says, look, 
If God cares for such things as those things that you pass by on a daily basis or they fly over your head and you, you barely give them another thought, think about how God really cares for you. Think about how God is passionate about you and how you, I mean, those, are, those things are lovely, but you, you are beloved of God. As I was uh, thinking about this reality, I was thinking about how this message of Christ, this kingdom shaped the Apostle Paul. In the book of Acts, um, the Apostle Paul is, <clears throat> is arrested near the end of the book of Acts. And he begins a journey from Jerusalem to Rome. He eventually will wind up in Rome or he'll be placed in prison. But along the way, one of the things that, that uh, the Apostle Paul will encounter is he'll encounter a ship and he'll go on a ship ride. And, and that ship along the way will encounter storms uh, because the ship leaves at too late in the season and encounters storms. And there are times when the sailors, the captain of the ship, they, they, uh, they anchor and then time there's a time when they pick up anchor and they're going to try and make a run for it. They're going to try to get to Rome. Except they encounter a storm and the storm throws them all around. The storm is such that, <clears throat> that they begin to unload the ship and they begin to throw the cargo over the ship. But they don't, they don't, they keep all the people who are on board because on board are a number of people who are being sent to Rome as prisoners. Paul is, being, is one of those people. And along the way there is there's a bunch of worry. There's a bunch of anxiety. In fact, they're so worried that this is what Paul says in, uh, in Acts 27:33. As, as the day is dawning and worry has gripped the ship, he says, just as the day is dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good. For not a hair of your heads will perish. Then he took some bread and he gave thanks to God before them all. And he broke off a piece and he ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and he began to eat. All 276 of those who were on board. And after eating, the crew lightened the ship. And by, by furthering, throwing wheat overboard, they were encouraged. <clears throat> The Apostle Paul had had a vision prior to that activity. He said, listen, he said, the Lord has got his hands on us. And the Lord is going to see us through this storm. Worry kept, kept coming around. And then that's when he got up and he made his speech. And he took that bread and he said, look, we need to eat and be encouraged because God is going to see us through this reality in his letter to the church at Rome, the Apostle Paul would write these words. And these words come on the heels of, of him having experiences like riding the ship and seeing God at work because God saw them through and they got, to, they got to the shore. The Apostle Paul wrote these words in Romans 8. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so Paul, <clears throat> being transformed by the power of Christ, has a heart 
that knows even when he's on a ship that he's being cared for. And that not only is he being cared for, but all of those around him are being cared for because of God's love and because deep down he sought the kingdom of heaven. So what in the world could separate him from God's, God's incredible, powerful love? What could worry his heart? Because he was a person who was found in Christ and Christ was found in him. So how do we get to this place where we don't worry? Well, Jesus does say something in the midst of Matthew 6. He says something here about seeking the kingdom of heaven. What should you do? Seek first the kingdom of heaven, he says. How do we do that? How do we seek the kingdom of heaven? Well, I've got three suggestions for us. All along the way within this framework, within what we we read, where Jesus talks about the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. I think Jesus would have us do this, to go natural, to be people who look for God and to see what God is up to in the ordinariness of life. Um, We need to go outside. We need to take a look around and not just take a look, but like see some things that are in front of us just that are part of the natural world. Because when we look there, we find that God is at work and God is sustaining things and God does care for the birds. And one of the other things that we can do is we can give ourselves to prayerful action. Some of those uh, commentators who've, who've commented on this passage, they think about the birds and they say, you know, one thing about flowers, we may, or maybe some of us who aren't scientific, we don't really know fully how flowers pull up all the nutrients and all, and all the water that they need. But one of the things we can see about birds is that birds are actively involved in in the everydayness of life, of living life with, within the care of God. Birds express that, that activity, that prayerful activity by, by pursuing food, by going out and finding it. Maybe for some of us, we need to give ourselves to prayerful action in the midst of, of everyday life, like saying, okay, especially those things that, that may cause us to worry, like, have I done everything that I could about this certain element or things that are, are still undone. And when you come to the place where it's like everything is done, you've done the prayerful action. Ask the Lord, have I done everything? If the Lord says you have, then, then move along, rest in having done everything. And finally, the last thing that I would suggest to us is to face our trials and troubles, trusting that the Lord will work in them. Several, several years ago, a person who was really dear to me was, uh, was in some kind of trouble and they were out of communication. They were, they were distant from us and they could not be reached. And there were a number of us who heard this word and, and our hearts were in fact troubled. And I came across a prayer that simply reminded me that... Um, that God cares for all of us. And in fact, not only does he care for all of us, but he cares for things beyond what we care for. And he sees things. The prayer goes something like this, and I've been able to share it with others. I've been able to share this prayer with others when they've been in situations where there's no action that they can really do, but we have to trust the Lord. The prayers go something like this. Almighty God, we entrust you all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love. 
for this life and the life to come, knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Finally, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, Jesus does not tell us what we ought to do, but we cannot. He tells us what God has given us and promises still to give us. Friends, Jesus who rejoices in life invites you and me to walk in the life of the kingdom and to live a life that we entrust fully to God so that our worries don't bind us up and that our anxieties don't overwhelm us. But we live each day in the confident trustworthiness of Jesus like he lives before the Father and like Paul lives before Jesus. We trust that the Lord sees us, cares for us, watches over us, and will lead us on to the thing that the Lord himself has for us. And whether we're in life or in death, nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves you. I hope you know that. May, may your heart be at peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship today. I want to thank all the folks that made this worship service possible. Jen for the great announcements, the worship team for their wonderful music, and Pastor Jason for his meaningful message. If you know someone who could use this message, we invite you to share it with them on social media. We thank you for doing that. And now, hope you have a great week. God will bless you if you'll open your heart to Him. We'll see you next week. Tore down my prison
Thank God that stone was a rose. 